Hi, you're listening to Plug In To Grow, a food and urban agriculture podcast that helps raise awareness about local food and environmental issues in the region of Peel. The Plug In To Grow podcast is hosted by the Young Urban Growers, a group of youth leaders from the region of Peel who are empowering our communities to take action to build sustainable food systems. My name is Rav and today we are going to be talking about food banks and the role that they play in our food systems. Recently, I had a chance to sit down with Peter from Save A Food Bank. Save A Food Bank provides safe, nutritious, and culturally appropriate food to low-income families in Mississauga. They also have a wide range of programs that help their clients address the causes and consequences of hunger and poverty. Let's tune into our conversation. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about Save a Food Bank and what your role is there? For sure, for sure. First of all, it's my pleasure for coming in. Thank you for having me. Save a Food Bank uh, is a food bank that's located obviously in the Mississauga area uh, in two different locations. We have one that's located in the Malton area and one in the Wolfdale area. In total, we serve seven postal codes within the region of Mississauga. And we de- not deliver food. We also do have a home delivery program, which we talk about later, but we... Um, service 900 families monthly um, between the two postal codes and what I do there or sorry between the two locations uh, the seven different postal codes and what I do there is I create and conduct programs for our clients uh, and analyze what they need and try to streamline it streamline it uh, into the food bank so they can get those services as well aside from food 900 families, families that yes, is a yes. lot of families in this saga accessing your food bank. It wow. is, and it's unfortunate because that number is on the rise. So it wasn't 900 last year, now, now or a couple of years ago, now it's 900 based on the latest metrics. Mm-hmm. So that tells you that there is a issue of food insecurity within the Mississauga area. So food banks are gaining a lot more importance mm-hmm. uh, these days for sure. So let's talk about that a little bit more. If someone in Mississauga is needing to access a food, or let's say, for example, save a food bank, Mm -hmm. what types of thing, like, do they need to bring something to you, like documentation or, yeah, are there like requirements they need to meet um, to access the food bank? They are. Um, They're not very rigorous requirements because we try to be as open and receiving as as best as we can. Um, We mainly ask proof of ID so we know who you are because we do have to do an intake process with you to put you as part of our clients. The importance of the ID is A, obviously identification, and B, to see if you fall within our catchment area. If you don't have a driver's license or an Ontario ID, you might have to bring your health card plus a piece of mail from this previous month to showcase that you live in this area, mm-hmm. right? Because we do have catchment areas that we service. And the way that it is in Mississauga, there's multiple food banks that service different areas. So if you're not within hours, we will kindly show you the closest one to you so you don't have to come extra kilometers or miles just to come get some food um, however whether it's your if it's your first time it doesn't matter where you're from you're always welcome to come in and, and get in and get what you need to get from us and then we will try to show you the closest one to your area and we'll send you on your way however if you are within our area we do the intake process same things are required id proof of address and then we ask about your family size um, we also require the ID for everybody in your family. Children, obviously, under 18 don't have real photo ID, so a health card is fine without their picture. That's cool. But for adults, mainly, we need ID so we can verify. Because how we do it at our places, we shop by family size. So if you have five people in your family, please prove that you have five people so we can shop you accordingly because quantities dif- differ based on family size. That's interesting you use the term shop for your family. So yeah. does that mean when 
a family arrives at a food bank, they, you know, do their intake things. And then, like, what are the next steps? Do they just receive a box of food? Or is it more of, like, a shopping experience? It's more of a shopping experience. Sorry about that. I should have clarified that earlier. That's what separates, I think, Seva from some food banks. I'm not sure how all of them function. But what we do at Seva is... I don't know about you, but when I was uh, growing up, the impression I had of food banks is you would go to a food bank and they give you a hamper or a box of canned goods and whatever it may be, and you're on your way. It doesn't matter on your family size. But what we try to do is we don't necessarily believe in that model. So we try to replicate a grocery store set up as best as we can. So even our both locations, um, the, the client would come in after their intake. They would grab a shopping cart along with one of our volunteer or staff shoppers, whoever it may be. And they would go around the food bank picking what they want, just like as it would be in a grocery store. They can take the items they do like, neglect the ones they don't want, totally fine, it's within their right. The only thing we ask them though is we do have a family size limit. So if you're a family of four, pick from this shelf within whatever the limit that we set, which are daily, um, for a family of four. That's to prevent people taking more. So if someone that's a family of three, for instance, comes in and takes worth uh, enough food f- worth for a family of nine. If a family of nine comes in, they might not be able to actually get that. So we, to make it like equitable, that's what we what we try to do as best as we can. So we change the limits and we try to give as much as we can without taking away from somebody else. That's a really interesting model and I'm sure it really helps the families feel more empowered and mm-hmm. that they're able to access these services with, a, with more dignity than I think what you know, most people imagine the yeah. food bank experience is like. There have been, there have been um, instances where I've done intakes and you, you hit the nail on the head with, I guess, the word dignity. It, a lot of people, for, for one reason or another, um, feel a bit shameful coming into a food bank. It resonates. I understand. I understand why. So we try to minimize that as best as we can. It all starts at how we greet people at the door. Greet them with dignity and respect right from the get-go smiles all around even if we're having like a bad day that we don't show it you know we, we gotta keep our professionalism and help these people that are coming in need for save a food bank so we'll get them going and it does feel empowering i would imagine because they've said so after we've spoken to a couple of them at, at the end we don't we don't ask we don't do like exit interviews or anything like that but they they say you know i, I had a lot of second thoughts about coming here but like i'm very happy i came here and that's basically the, the main thing that we go for we want to give the client as much power as we can, minimize all of their inhibitions, as, as hard as that may be to overcome, have them come in, have them take the time, there's no there's no rush, they can take as long as they want shopping, it's like how, how you would take at a grocery store, right? And basically do their thing, and then once they're all done, we help them pack it um, into boxes or bags, and then we bring it into their car for them as well. So we try to really empower the client as best as we can, and that's aside from directing them to other resources in the area if they need because we're, we're a food bank some people suffer from you know food insecurity because of other reasons those other reasons we're not really good at tackling however we are well connected to other agencies that might be so we send them over as well so we're helping them kind of fill their stomachs and then getting them back on their feet so they can basically not rely on us because we would I feel like we wouldn't be doing a good job if 100% of our clients are coming back 12 months out of the year because that kind of defeats our purpose, right? So we want to get people back on their feet as best as we can. So we point them in the right direction as well. Yeah, hunger and poverty are so 
there's such complex yeah. issues and it, some it I mean it really it's unfortunate but it's not as simple as just providing emergency food Absolutely. to families right that's great hunger to hear. hunger is usually the the final realization of of your I guess socioeconomic maybe status or not to make any definite points but like I feel like whenever things are going rough hunger hits a certain threshold and you're like hey I really need help neglecting the other five or six signs that were coming up first right so those five or six signs are the root cause of of the hunger how do we minimize those but obviously in order to minimize those we got to work backwards we got to start at the hunger and then find all the other socioeconomic factors or it could be mental health factors it could be a bunch of different factors that lead to it and how we can help bridge those gaps so then we can make sure that we're helping you in an all-around fashion as opposed to just here's food see you next month for the next three years because that's not sustainable for anybody, basically. Yeah, exactly. Well, it sounds like, yeah, even though food banks sometimes aren't able to tackle the whole, you know, every single issue that comes with yeah. hunger and poverty, it still is a really important part of our food systems. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we, people just need emergency food, right? Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the impact that Save a Food Bank has had on the community. And you've mentioned, you know, some impacts already, but I was just wondering if you could expand on that. For sure. So I know we've had impacts on, on mainly the communities that we service. We have undertaken settling some refugees over the past uh, year, about four families. We tried to get them into the Canadian lifestyle acclimated as quick as possible. And it, it went well. It went really well. It was uh, completely new to everybody on, on board because no one's ever done that before. Like, I have given my family very similar circumstances, but not in a professional setting. So that was that was really cool. Four families, I don't know the exact number of individuals within each family off the top of my head, but it was close to about twenty all in all. Um, and just seeing that growth, right, from entering Canada, passing customs, re being reunited with their families, tears on day one and now all of them working and in school and learning the language now that has been over a year it's it's really cool to see in that sense we also have engagements with as other community partners uh, ecosource obviously being one of them uh, as well as some schools where i think our biggest impact on the volunteer fund is that we have a wide range of volunteers coming from students college or university practicum students high school students we also have a lot of people coming in to just volunteer their free time in order to gain volunteer hours to maybe apply to the police force, the OPP, Peel Region, whatever it may be. And that's due to our amazing volunteer coordinator that we have at the food bank. She does a lot of work. Shout out to Marianthi. And yeah, so I think our impact in that sense, kind of the people that come in to save what they leave with uh, when they're exiting is a sense of fulfillment and serving the community which is evident by our, we have a wider range of people that have become police officers after, after serving. I think that's one of the facets of, of community service, right? So we do as much as we can, not just strictly food, obviously, but that is our main, our main goal, food, food insecurity. Sounds like it's really impactful work and it's really nice to hear that you, there is a lot of collaboration with the community and kind of providing a more holistic roster of services. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I heard recently that you guys opened a teaching kitchen or yeah. learning kitchen. I'm not, what are you calling it? 
We're calling it the community kitchen. Community kitchen, okay. Can you tell like us? That's the best way to say it. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because it's not, it's a really exciting project. For sure. So I noticed you guys had one too. I was going to mention it uh, earlier when you were showing me around. But yeah, we we just opened uh, it up. And I feel like I'm saying we just opened it up for the past like eight months because yeah. of all these inspections <laughs> that we had to keep going through and getting the final checks from public health and whoever it may be. I don't know much about these things, but. It's good to go now. We had our first event on December 7th. Uh, we had everyone over for a brunch at Save a Food Bank. It's located only at the Malton location, so not the Wolfdale one. Our goal essentially is to show our clients, because our clients come from a various different, different backgrounds, um, and we have food that services various different ethnicities or are more familiar to a certain ethnicity over another one, for instance. So if a client were to shop and they see food on the shelf that they're unfamiliar with, chances are they're not going to take it. That happens a bit too often. Food stays on the shelf. Anything can happen to it. It goes bad. Then we got to throw it out, right? The, the entire purpose of the, the community teaching kitchen, I guess that's what we're going to call it for now, is to show people what we can do with various different foods that we have at the food bank. That's going to obviously minimize food waste. It's going to build community. We're going to invite people in and do cooking demonstrations, for example. Show them exactly what this could be used for, how you can manipulate this to be part of this, whatever it may be. And that way we can really get the flow of food really going. And then it's also a little nice incentive to let's see if we can make some soup. And we'll just be like, hey, look, while you're waiting, have some soup. You know, anything that we can do to actually utilize the food that won't be utilized otherwise is the purpose of the kitchen, as well as to given our community impact, see if we can have any programs being run out the kitchen, whether it's high school culinary kids who are trying to get their, you know, hours for completing culinary service, going to George Brown or whatever school that does that type of stuff, we can help them. Or maybe they can help us, it'll probably be better than us at doing it, to be honest, you know, because I don't know much about maneuvering my way inside an industrial kitchen. So yeah, there's various different things that we're trying to do. The okay and good to go already has finally been done as of four days ago now we opened it up so hopefully congratulations yeah it took forever it took, i remember we tore down uh everything around september 2018 and we had our first event legit official uh event december 7th 2019 so it was a long time it was a long there was a lot of construction a lot of dust a lot of dirt but now it's all good all clean and now it's we're going to utilize it for the community as best as we can for sure that's great yeah that's great. I know it's always, it's, I'm sure it's, it was a long process, but now that you have it ready to go, it's just gonna, I'm really excited to see what you, what you guys and how you use that space. I think there's so much potential there. Yeah, I mean, given the fact that you guys have one, if you guys ever want to come in and show us, do something with us, like we would absolutely love that. That's yeah. what it's for, basically, yeah. helping as much as we can. Yeah, and I think it will be a really great opportunity to like you said reduce food waste because that's such a big yeah. problem in our world right now so do you haven't do you have a message that you would like to send out to our listeners maybe there are people who wanting to access a food bank but a little bit hesitant maybe or maybe for our youth who want to volunteer at a food bank do you have a message that you would like to send out to those people for sure for sure for those who are thinking about coming in to a food bank and particularly seva feel free uh, all the inhibitions that you may have, I want you to put them aside as best as you can. Uh, come into the food bank, get to know us, we'll get to know you, we'll do an intake, we'll sit down judgment-free, get 
talk to you, see how things are going. We're going to ask you questions. How else can we help you? Whether or not you want to answer any of those questions, that's totally fine. Um, we're just here to help as best as we can. And we find that the more we know, the better we can help. And if you don't want to tell us anything, that's totally fine. You're going to get food regardless, right? And that's the bottom line. Um, regardless what happens, how open you want to have a conversation, how candid, you're going to get the food that you are, are looking to get. If you happen to be within our catchment area, feel free to come back every month, once a month. Uh, that's how we do things. We give you enough food for about 7 to 10 days worth. But more often than not, it's more than that, thankfully, because we're in a good place right now. That being said, if you are not within our catchment area, you can still come in. We'll provide you the resources that would better accommodate you and your living situation in wherever part of the city that you live at. Whether Even if it's Toronto. We know Toronto food banks. We know food banks from all over, not just the GTA, but southern Ontario. I've spoken to food banks from towns I haven't even heard of, but that's besides the point. Uh, those are more like the EDs and stuff. So feel free to come in. As I said, judgment-free zone. We're here to help you as best as we can. And we would like to... We would be honored if you did come in and we could help you. It would be our privilege to show you uh, what we're about and how we can help you in various ways aside from just food. For the volunteers, if you guys want a place that is extremely fun to be at, uh, a place that is very open and where long-lasting relationships have been built at Save a Food Bank, whether it's volunteer to volunteer, staff to volunteer, whatever it may be, um, I've got a lot, I made a lot of new friends at Save a Food Bank, whether they're volunteers, high school students, college students, staff members, you name it. We've had a lot of great times. If you want to be a part of that, as well as, you know, helping out your community, and if you're a college student that's looking to practicum, come on in. If you're a high school student looking at your 40 hours, uh, I guarantee you that you're probably going to do a lot more than 40 hours because it's just a vibe that we give off at either location. I've seen students that are have been coming since they were in the ninth or 10th grade, and now they're about to graduate, and they've been coming consistently. They're at well over 350 hours just because of the nature of, of Save a Food Bank. So if you want to grow as a person, you know, really be at a place where you can express your personality, uh, get your hours if that's the thing that you want to do, help the community, service the community that you're from or have connections with, or even just come have a great time and, and help people that, that need uh, need your help, Save a Food Bank is a place for you, no doubt. Is there anything else, so those were all my questions, but is there anything else that you want to talk about or something that you kind of just wanted to get across that I didn't ask you about? I think just as an aside that food insecurity is, is a true problem within the community. Not, not just the Mississauga community, it's actually throughout the entire GTA or Southern Ontario, is actually the use of food banks are on the rise more than ever, um, which is a bit weird if you ask me because we're in a place where resources are plenty, right? We live in a, a society of abundance. Like We have basically everything that we quote-unquote need, but I always want to throw caution to win. Are the stuff that we're focusing on truly some of the stuff that we need, right? I think what we need to do as a society is focus on how we can better the... I guess better our situation as well as our neighbor's situation, right? If we're going through something, chances are there's somebody else going through something. So we always have to keep that in mind. Food banks are not meant to necessarily be a crutch, but to help society in general. Ideally, food banks in an ideal society 
should have very little low traffic or maybe not even exist, but that's not the reality that we live in as at the moment. So the need for tackling the issues of food insecurity are greater than ever in a, in a time where you, you would think that it wouldn't be an issue, but it is. And, you know, the Southern uh, Ontario is, is a growing community, uh, an influx of, of new families, an influx of, of not even influx, but a rise of poverty now for people who have been here for many years as well. I guess the resources aren't distributed correctly. And it's not to be like a political thing by any means. But I just feel as if let's not take what we have for granted. And if we have anything that we can give, whether it's time to go out to a food bank and volunteer or even help your community in any way, take it. Because now more than ever is the time for it. And hopefully, you know, we're ending this decade off. Hopefully the next decade will be a bit different. But it all starts now, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So help your neighbor. Don't pass any judgment. Do what you can because you never know when it's you that's in need. So always keep that in mind. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with us. And a huge thanks to our listeners for tuning in. If you would like to learn more about Save a Food Bank, visit www.savefoodbank.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Urban Growers from Ecosource, an environmental education nonprofit based in Mississauga, Ontario. The Plug in to Grow podcast is generously supported by the Ontario Trillium Foundation and Talus Friendly Futures Foundation. Visit ecosource.ca to learn more and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ecosource Green. Now let's plant some seeds in our community.